Hello, everybody. It's the Dude and Bird Show. I'm the Dude. Hey, hello, everybody. It's Birdman here. Thanks for coming in and listening to another episode of our show. We really appreciate it. I'm so tired, dude. I'm gonna Are you? This interview, I'm going to be like, huh? What? Uh, yeah, this and this and that. Uh-huh. Socks killed me last night. <laughs> oh, I bet, dude. Socks cubbies happened last night, and it was like three, three and a half hours. I got spoiled because the game before was two and a half hours, under two and a half hours, and I don't remember the last time it went under two and a half hours. That's a rare occurrence. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get this out of the way now. Last time in Fenway Park, it was under two and a half hours. It was in 1994. Holy smokes. Guess who was pitching? You got to crap yourself. Roger? That's, nope. No, this is in 2008, I believe. Uh, I thought you just said 94. No, no, no. No, under two hours. This is under two and a half hours, I said before. Oh, now this one's oh, under two hours oh, at Yankee Stadium. Oh. And what year is this now, I'm 2008. guessing? 2008. Pedro? Nope. Oh. Give you one more. I don't know. Tim you Wakefield? You get, a, you get a laugh. Ready? Buckholtz. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love some it. losing pitching with some some Japanese dude, Akura, Akurada, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares about him? Yeah. Thank you to Greater Boston Fitness for picking up our SoundCloud tab, Thank where you. they build people and they have something for everyone. For more information on Greater Boston Fitness, visit greaterbostonfit.com. You can find them at Twenty One Charger Street in Revere. They're open seven days a week. They have personal training, classes, pre and post workout and protein shakes. It's a 22,000 square foot facility. Make sure you go check them out. Thank you to them for picking up our tab. Appreciate it. We'll jump right into the starting five. Yes, we will. Number one, we have the Celtics playoffs. They're going to be taking on the Wizards. Did you watch any of that game last night? I couldn't because I was at Fenway. No, I was catching up. Well, I was bouncing back and forth. With what, Celtics and what else? Um, DVR. Okay. Yeah, I'll just catch up on shows. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's like a commercial that. break or something during the show, I just jump over to the seas. Nice. And then I'll go back to the DVR to check the score. Because I was watching the game cast on my phone. And then every so often I'd like turn on the radio on the phone. All right. But whatever. Hey, big shout I knew out to. they were going to win. Big shout out to Gerald Green on the big game three coming through. Oh, Dropping huge. 16 in the first half. Then I overreact. I'm like, yeah, he's going to drop at least 30. And my buddy Anthony's like, no, no, he's not. I'm like, okay, I'll bet you a 30 rack. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he scores two points in the second half. Dude, he's definitely giving him the spark <laughs> that they've needed. He goes, I want bottles of my favorite beer. I'm like, all right, fine. God damn it. <laughs> then at number two, we have Bruins offseason plus Cassidy's return. And we'll play a little uh, keep one, trade one, release one I, with yeah, those guys. This will be fun. We have our first ever guest coming in at number three, Mr. Kirk McKnight. He authored the book, The Voices of Baseball, The Game's Greatest Broadcasters. So we're going to have him on our show. Number four is ESPN is cleaning house. I can't wait to get into this because certain people I want gone. Hey, they let go a bunch of radio hosts. Maybe they'll hire us. Oh, let's go. I'll go to Connecticut. Yeah, the dude and bird show. And then we'll pee on Hernandez's grave. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up, bro. No. <laughs> That's a little over the top. All right, but, my bad, my hey. bad. Hey. <laughs> no, screw him. Any, anything can go here on the dude and bird show, I guess. And then at number five, we have our Get Loud Boston, and I got something new for everybody. Oh, what's that? It's called Hardy's Happenings. Okay. I'm going to focus on some local stuff going around in the town. Oh, so when so people, if you're looking for yeah. something to do next weekend, you got something to do. And people roll through Boston, because people from all over the world, and right, all over the world, yep. and states and countries, um, that made no zero sense. Anyways, but if they listen to our podcast, and they hear you saying, go here and go here, and they visit Boston and they're in that week, 
They can go. Yep. And people from here like to travel to other places like Vermont or New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island. They like to, yeah. They may drive to New York. Like, everything's, there's a lot of places that are within a six-hour ride here. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Get up at six o'clock in the morning, you're there by noon. Yeah. Spend all day there. Perfect. North of the woods of New Hampshire. Yeah. Or beyond. So, go for it, bro. Daylight savings might be gone. I'm excited for this. Yeah, isn't Trumpy trying to get rid of it? No, not Trumpy. No, Maine's pushed it. Oh, Maine's like, hey, let's do this, and now New Hampshire and Mass are like, okay, we have to, are we gonna vote for this or not? Let's. I'm like, please make this happen, please. I don't even know who to call. Dude, like, you need just, the whole country on board to do that. No, we, we have can't the just whole go area. change in the time zones. Yeah, Arizona has their own time. They have. The, they don't do daylight savings. I think Arizona and oh, was the other state? I can't think of the other state. We'll just say. What was in Arkansas? Oh, okay. So, state. All right. So right now it's 1043 in the morning. Now, then if I go drive to New York, it's going to be what? 943? Yeah, 1143? Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about the freaking time if I'm driving through states like that. Stupid. Vermont better get on board why do they? Too. Why do they want to do this? Do you know? Because it's stupid to just like spring ahead or fall back an hour. Okay, so at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be pitch black out. I'd rather have that time in the afternoon where the sun goes down at 5 instead of 4.11. You know yeah. how depressing that is? I know. Such a freaking buzzkill. <laughs> I, I don't want to do anything. It's like 4.30. I'm like, oh, I want to go out. It's dark out. I'm like, I don't want to go out anymore. It's just like Debbie Downer. Yeah, you definitely don't want to live in Alaska. Oh, God, no. Oh, was it like three, four weeks straight oh, of Oh, dude. They're the blackness. highest... Um, I remember reading a while ago they had the high suicide rate there because people go crazy over the darkness yeah, or the light, yeah, vice versa. And yeah, and they have several weeks of daylight too. Just playing baseball at midnight. I saw a documentary. I think it was National Geographic way back in the day. They're playing baseball at midnight. It's like beautiful skies out and all that. Fun yeah, stuff. like that'd be cool. I'm down with that. But at what point? When do you sleep? They'd have like, to train you. Gotta, you got to black out. Yeah, you got to like black out all your windows and everything. They'd be like, "Oh, it's beautiful outside. I want to be out there." But yet, it's two in the morning. <laughs> Some of our um, DJs in this building went to Iceland. They said it was perfect out there. Oh, dude, I heard it's beautiful there. If I ever get engaged, we're going to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. What are you gonna go? Th- why? When no, because engaged. Like for your honeymoon, or just as like a celebration trip for getting engaged. Oh, I'm sorry, engaged. Um, bachelor party. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. I'm all over the place right now. Well, if we're it's going international for that, I'd go to Amsterdam. I'd I'll, go there. I'll come back normal with all the drugs I'll be doing. I'll come back like normal, and people are like, why is Bird normal? This isn't cool. Like, it straightened want, you out. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I would definitely. I'd go there, dude. My friend said that to me. I'm I like, heard yeah, it's that's sick. pretty sick. My buddy's um, brother's in the Air Force, and he was in Germany for years. So obviously he was there, so he just went around and saw like every cool. country he possibly could really? during his free time. Nice. Yeah, nice. and I heard it's un- I heard it's a great time there. My buddy Brian went out there for like work. He's like, "Bro, it's so much fun. Yeah, I come out here." I'm I like, heard the people are wicked nice too. So Europe is a nice. That's one thing I. I then you start going go more west, yeah. and then it starts getting evil, mm. mean. Yeah, I don't want to deal with those clowns. No, I'm good. Celtics. Win the first round of the playoffs. Thank you, Rondo, for Holy. fracturing your thumb. Holy smokes! <laughs> I was I was getting ready to fire Brad Stevens if he didn't win this series, but um, they ended up pulling it out. So yes, I guess your job's safe in my book for right now, pal. Do you see them getting by the Wizards? Yes. Okay. Well, how many games? Six. I agree with that. Maybe six. I want I want the Celtics to win in six. Six. Will they do it in five? I don't see it happening. Will they go to Game Seven? I possibly. 
You and think the Wizzies are going to show up wearing all black again? The Celtics funeral? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to see a few fights. Yeah. Oh, my God. This big little confrontation there. I can't wait now. You got me all excited. I yeah, they, all about that. Yeah, that Morris guy's a clown on the Wizards. He's always beefing with people. He just runs I would his love mouth. to see Marcus Smart be about that life and snuff him <laughs> right in his grill piece. Granted, we need him because he's been playing tremendous defense. I'm pumped that you said that now because I'm excited for the series now. Yeah, I'm definitely more amped up about this one than I was about the Bulls. I mean, they came out hot 2-0. Yeah. Rondo was just crushing us. And if it he, wasn't for Rondo getting hurt, the chances of getting out of that series could have been slim. D- definitely would have been Game 7 tomorrow. Yeah, because he was controlling that series from the get-go. Yeah. He was controlling the pace of the game. He was just holding it down. Because he knew our offense. He knew Brad Stevens' um, system. Yeah. And he was just breaking it down, just crushing us. That's probably Rondo's strongest suit is pacing the game. He's definitely not a shooting. No, 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 no. He's a tremendous facilitator. Yes, he is. I he give him drives that. the whole yeah. crazy layups and stuff. He's he good at set setting up. guys up. Yep. Pick and rolls and all that good stuff. So as we were talking about before, Gerald Green mm-hmm. definitely provided that spark yes, he did. that we needed. Definitely needed Huge move three. putting him there in the starting role. Yeah. I wonder if that was really, truly Brad Stevens. Because I heard Tommy Heinsohn said something. Because <laughs> I was listening to Touch and Rich. Well, obviously yeah. I was there. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if a little birdie was in his ear being like, hey, uh, start Gerald Green. I don't think he would do that, though. I don't think Tommy Heights would do that. No. I don't think Too much respect. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to put him in that position. No. Just think about Tommy. You think Tommy wanted to hear that kind of crap when when he was was coaching? In the 70s? No. No, No, absolutely not. No. Well, I'm sure Red Outback had something to say. Yeah. (laughs) But But that's the only exception I can give. Sure. If you're it's getting info, though, like that from Tommy, from Brad, you definitely got to take it into consideration. Yeah. He's a Hall of Fame coach, player. He's, He's one of the best. Around. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when he gets pissed on TV. Oh, dude, I do, <laughs> too. <laughs> Those Tommy points, man. <laughs> These referees! What a tremendous gimmick he came up with there. The Tommy, Tommy point. Yeah. Water! Water McCarty! I love uh, Walter. Tommy point for Walter! I miss him so yeah. much. I wish he was still playing in Boston. IT can't do it all either, by the way. No, no, no. He needs help. Olenek stepped up a little bit. I saw oh, him. I still hate him, dude. He's <laughs> one ugly bastard, and he sucks. <laughs> oh, he pains. Like, he really he hurts me. It, like, hurts watching him. I can't stand him. Like you said earlier, Smart's been stepping up big. Yes. Huge. Al Horford, he's been decent yeah. to good this series. I want him underneath. He was good in the fourth quarter in... Uh, what was that, game five? Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't show up in game one or two. No. Like, and then someone got under his ass. Everyone's said, all, Let's go. it's about the off-the-ball stuff. It's when he doesn't no, have the ball. Get, it's the little things. Get him in the paint. Post up. Yep. That's your strong suit. Exactly. If you want to be on the top of the key, do a head fake, spin move, and dunk it, I'm okay with that Just too. keep setting screens until you get that mismatch of a little guy on him down low, and you just bang on him. And please stop shooting threes. <laughs> That drives me nuts. <laughs> I legit. I went to the break room at Fenway. He launched the three. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you got it. But still, I'm like, come on, dude. You're center. It's like Be dominant. Dude, Draw the fouls. It's like shoot for a better percentage. It's like if you take two steps in, like your even, field goal percentage is going to go up. You're going to shoot the ball so much better. Even when we played ball in whether it was rec league, high school, whatever, like yeah. you knew your role. Like, okay, Bert, post up, grab yep. rebounds. Everyone played to their strengths. Yeah. Bird, I see you shoot a three. I'm going to drop you, kick you in the head. I'm like, okay, coach. Good enough. <laughs> I know. It's uh, 
So we got the Wizards coming. <sighs> I can't wait for that though. So this they start Sunday. So mm-hmm. right now, games one through four. It's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Damn it! All three of these games will be at Fenway. <laughs> yep, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and then if they need more, game five would be that Wednesday. All right. So God damn it! That's a that's a decent gap there though between Thursday and Sunday. That's no. It should be Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, or. Sunday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday. I know. I wonder when the. Uh, that, I didn't look like, at the I West. Like the, I remember I was listening to the radio and they were bitching about that. Like three days is too long for both teams to rest up. Oh, like dude, it just drags out the playoffs even more. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't like that at all. It's not fun. It's just mm. like, all right, come on, let's go. No, I mean people are still in Celtic season. I know Sox yeah. season's fresh, but still, like, even if the Bruins were in it or not, like Bruins Celtics, it's playoffs. That's that's the main focus. The Red Sox are in the background. Basically, like, just there. I can see if they did it on the travel. So, per se, Sunday, Tuesdays in Boston. Mm-hmm. The next game wouldn't be till Friday. So, they have Wednesday, Thursday off because they have a travel day Wednesday, and Thursday could be the practice day. So, then they play Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. Yeah. But why why give them those extra days down no. in D.C. like that? It's not like the football players or hockey players. Well, no, hockey does faster, too. Hockey, yeah, they yeah, yeah. I don't know. Them in the NBA are pretty close when it comes to yeah, scheduling I won't, playoffs. I won't do that. I won't do that. When they come into that. I won't, I won't compare the they're, NBA They're, and they're close. Yeah, they're they're similar close. when it comes to the scheduling purposes. Hockey's more of physical, it. though. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely. <laughs> a lot faster pace, too. That's what I'm saying. They don't need three days. No. Unless they're like. I agree. Oh, I don't know. We'll get into that another time. We'll have a long summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. The Bruins. They're out of the playoffs. They lost. Hey, I'm happy they made it. They should have. They should have got rid of. They um, surprised me, dude. They should have got rid of Claude in January. Oh, not definitely. On, not on Patriots Pray Day. Like, come on, that was bull. Like, oh. what? They know what they were doing. Come on, Neely, dude. And I went. The funny thing is, I went to the Bruins Islanders game there, the matinee one, when the Bruins lost four nothing, and the Islanders coach got fired the next day. <laughs> I remember. That. I called my buddy. I'm like, dude. They fired the wrong guy. He's like, I know. It's hilarious. I know. I'm you like, just went for nothing. Like, yeah, you fired. I'm like, what? Wrong guy got fired that Did day. he say something wrong? Did he piss at someone's cereal? Like, what's going on here? I'm just going to run through a few points from the playoffs. So I don't. So right. we can just jump right back into our uh, keep one trade, one release one deal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Rass played too inconsistent, and so did the defense. Oh, yeah. Agreed? Yep. All right. Where was Pasta and Mashin in the series? Well, he just came fresh off a of suspension, and his head was in the clouds, probably. Where were they? Because uh, Bergeron, Pasta, Bacchus, and Mashan each had four points each. That's it? That's it. That's awful. Yeah. Where were those guys? They was it the 1-3-1 one trap in the neutral zone? Oh, <laughs> dude, it might have been. I'm telling yeah. you. We we played a style up. like that in soccer during against certain teams. Yeah. Just because we were Break, it worked out better down. that way. Chara's aged. But he still logged huge minutes. He's almost 40, right? Yeah. He still logged huge minutes, that series. Oh, he's a cyborg. Yep. He really is. Because I remember a couple of years back, he just someone was telling me his training regiment, and he's just on the He treadmill. led the team in ice time with with almost treadmill 29 minutes. Really? Yeah. Because I remember someone saying he was on the treadmill and bike for like oh, hours yeah. days, just, just riding the bike. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Some of the young talent really shined. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, the kid from BU, I can't think of his name. Off the McAvoy. Yep, McAvoy. Dude, talk about him coming in. He was number two in ice time. Really? Twenty six minutes. Good. 
Get that playoff experience. Yeah. Once next Jim season Jim had a hell of a. He played well. He he had a few mishaps, but that's going to happen. You're young. Yeah. You're young. You're playing a grown man's game, and you're still a kid. And it's, it's going to happen. But and you did pretty well. Yeah. So that's huge promise right now because we need help on that blue line. Imagine playing at Gans Arena, then the Bruins like, yeah, let's go. You play in the playoffs. I'll be like, all right, let's go. Dude, I know. And he's just rolling out to TD Garden to dress up for the Bruins. He's like, yo, I was just here for the bean pot like a month ago. <laughs> and now I'm playing in the NHL playoffs. That's cool. That's yeah. ball. And he handled it pretty well, too. He yeah. didn't freak out or geek out or anything. I'm sure he had a moment or two like, whoa. But he's Yeah, we never composure. heard anything no. about it or nothing, no. which is kind of cool. Good fam. Morrow sucks. He's terrible. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. With yeah, him. okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll agree with that. He's just, I don't know where. Carlson, uh-huh. Ryan, and Anderson put the Senators on their back. That's why they moved on. Anderson made timely saves. Yeah, he did. Unlike there Rask. Some, there were some saves. I'm like, did he really just say that? Like, are you kidding me? And, and oh, I don't know what I'm going to say next. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. Yeah. Rask, Rask didn't really help himself. No, much. he didn't. Does he had cool, cool saves. He had a few good saves. I, I remember watching one of them where he just. Did a split, that no that double overtime goal in game six, he was out of the crease. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, dude, he was drifting. And there's three defensemen right there to stand. I'm like, what are you doing? He was drifting hard there, just too far to the left. Ah, uh, did you see the picture on? Uh, yeah, the reverse angle. Yeah, yeah. he was. Oh man, he drifted too wide far open to right. Net. Mm-hmm. You could have kicked a soccer ball from the other end of the ice and got it in the goal. And you got three people standing around. I'm like, chop the sticks. Like, do like make yep. this noise in front of the puck. Like do something. Oh, so nothing that went through. That was a terrible. When that ending. penalty happens, I'm like, it's over. Yep, penalties screwed him. Penalties no. killed him in that series. Game six, back to back to back penalties, delay games. Oh, what? Oh, Couple, how many times are you gonna sh- shoot the puck over the glass? How many times? Three. <laughs> God. I, mean, I think they did it like six to eight times. The Brutal. Whole series. That's awful. That's minor league stuff. Bruce Cassidy's coming back. It's official. Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm down. I'm on I'm on board with that. Yeah, he did an interview Friday with Touch and Rich, and she was just yeah. So I was down listening to, to that on my ride in, and he's like, "I hate the Canadians." I'm like, "I like him already." So it's a month. It's a multi year deal, mm-hmm. as he said on that. He didn't give specific, that's which fine. is fine. That's multi year. That. That's that's fine with me. If I was GM, I'd give him at least a two year deal. Two? I give him three. I third. My third year would be an option year. Really? I give yeah. him three to four. I give him like I give him the college. I'll give him the college. Mm. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah, because he showed promise this year. The, the team really he responded. Turned around. Yeah. The team responded well to him. So we'll give you a, at least a full season, maybe two or three, to really get your feet wet and go at it again. The zero excuse. Here's for your them. next chance. Yep. Here's your next shot. The zero, the zero excuse not to make the playoffs next year. They should. Yep. It shouldn't be an issue. Hopefully he doesn't turn into another Josh McDaniels. Oh, my God. Don't bring that up. No, I don't think that'll happen. He's very you smart. Know. He's he's he, He's very smart, hockey-wise. Two, he coached most of those kids in Providence that are coming up now. Yep. So they're, they're comfortable with him. And the vets have pretty much adapted to him pretty well, too. I mean, Cassie turned it around. What, they go 20? 12 and 1 or something. I don't have the exact numbers yeah. in front of me. Either way, they were at least a plus 6. Yeah. And like I said earlier in the podcast, they should have got rid of Claude in January and like Cassidy just take over. And, and, ooh, I love the fact that he said I hate the Canadians because... You and now, everybody else in Boston. Oh, obviously. 
I can't wait for this Claude Cassidy matchup. Oh, I When's can't that first either. game? Because if if it's during October, November, I'm gonna ask Tatum like, can you please make a montage for the morning? Please, please, just let me put it together. Because I'll do like a. I don't want to give away too much, but like it'll be good. It'll be like WWE yeah, style. Steaming. Oh yeah, I already got the the wheels have been turning, dude. Are you writing down these ideas? Yeah, yeah, I got them in my okay. notebook. Okay, yeah. all right, good. Because yeah. I don't want you to forget them. No, I know. I forget quick, dude. It's bad. But, <laughs> oh, this is a good idea. What was it? Like, ah, oh, I forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Write it down. Do you use a little the little note thing on your phone? Yeah, I have like 12 things written in this yeah. thing. Yeah. I love the like, little notepad that. on the phone. The thing works perfect. It does. It's and it's funny because you forget about sometimes what you wrote down in there. And then you go back after like a month and you're like. The hell was I talking about here? I don't even know what I don't even know what was going through my head. What sucks about my memory is I'm like, oh, it's a great idea, and I'll be typing it, and then I'll just it'll disappear in my brain. I'm like, where did you go? <laughs> Damn losing, it! Losing focus. Yeah, but I'm just I'm not like goofing around. I'm like focused, and I'm like, my brain's I have, I need a cat scan. <laughs> All right, we'll set that on? up. Yes. Maybe we, maybe we can find a guy out there. Scan my cat. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can play. <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Sure you can. So before we play, keep one, trade, run, release one. All right. Pick a guy that you would want to get picked in the expansion draft off of the Bruins roster. Spooner. Spooner? <laughs> get him out of here. Honestly, that might not be a bad pick for them just because he's young. Mm -hmm. He's got a decent contract. And Take the contract if it doesn't the work out, the then so what? Go to Vegas, my friend. So what? See you I, later. We, I don't think he won't be. I don't think he'll be here next season. No, I, I really, hope not. I really I think he'll not. be gone. He's trash bag. Either that, either he's gonna get drafted or go or just a trade or something. I love how brutally honest though Cassidy was in that interview yesterday. Oh yeah. We'll we'll tweet out the link to mm -hmm. the interview we're talking about so you guys can hear it. But he hit on Spooner. Yeah, he did. I loved it. He was it. like, he wasn't playing to his strengths. He just wasn't playing well, so we moved on. I like how open and honest and candid he was. Because when the Bruins, even past coaches with the Bruins, it's not like that at all. They're very nope. sheltered. And then he came on yesterday on Touch and Rich, and it's just like a breath of fresh air. Even Rich was like, this is amazing. And then Mike Thomas said, we got to get him in here. During the season, I'm like, all right, you guys do you. <laughs> All the screen calls. I'm telling you, though, it's the coaches in this market. Bill don't say squat. No. I, I, yeah, Bill, but I understand why he doesn't say squat. Because Cleveland screwed him with he that. He doesn't say nothing. Farrell's too politically correct, and he's a corporate guy and just yeah. wants to beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. And then Brad Stevens, he's okay. Yeah. He doesn't, he, 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 he gives give you a little, you, yeah. he'll, he'll let you nibble yeah. other than that. He gives you a couple tastes, but um, he seems real approachable. Yeah. Like, Bill, I don't even think he'd want to, like, if I, dude, he's lucky I'm not asking questions. I'd be heckling the crap out of him. I wouldn't even care. They'd probably he'd, be just, like, he'd just be like, yeah, next question, please. <laughs> next question. Next. <clears throat> We're on to next week. <clears throat> okay, Bill. I'm just trying to do my job. No, that that that's like a long, long past of Belichick. It all started in Cleveland. The yeah, media just someone. Them, yeah, them, someone. He definitely. There's like, something you know there the behind it that, that we we'll don't know, know about. That we will never know. Which has probably made him the way he is. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I still we'll, love him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not part of the whole Bill we trust thing because sometimes he does make mistakes, and I'm more than happy and willing to rip him for it. Did you like our picks last night in the draft that we got? Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. 
Who do we? We got a uh, offensive tackle. Yeah, we got the positions that I um I was hoping we would address, like offensive tackle, defensive end slash linebacker kind of guy. He's like a Nitkovich kind of style. Could play up and down. And we got get Derek, to the quarterback. And we got DN Derek Rivers. Yeah, from Youngstown kid, State. Kid can get to the quarterback. Youngstown. Youngstown. <laughs> oh, Dude, every time I heard when I heard that, I was just laughing. I was like, "Cheer, Young, yeah, uh, the, Youngstown." The gentleman's name is Antonio Garcia from Troy. I think that was the other kid's name. And O line, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking through my. I'm pulling a uh, sports pope here. Uh, just looking through. Uh, oh, they traded down or up last night too, which is I wasn't shocked because my supervisor's like, "Oh, the Pets just traded up again." I'm like, "Are you, are you surprised?" Yeah, they moved. <laughs> they moved down. Oh, and moved then down, they moved, moved up. up. I, don't, I can't. They keep did up. both, which is huge. That's fine with me. The first, the first one was a good one. They moved down like a handful of spots, and then they moved up like seventy something spots later in the draft. I was waiting for him to pull that kind of, that uh, little stunt there. But for the Bruins, I'll let you go first. Keep right. one, trade one, release one. I'm gonna keep Kadobin, the backup goalie. <laughs> that's his name, right? Yeah, that's quite the keep, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean Frass craps the bat, and we no. have him. He, yeah. When he when he filled in for um, Rask, he did good. I know, because who knows Zero when the complaints. hell Subban's coming. That was a great pick there. Awesome. Tremendous. How long ago did we get him? Like three, four years ago? They they got rid of the wrong goalie, man. Yeah, they did. Whatever. So, trade. Let's trade McQuaid. I love him, but okay. he's, 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 he's up there on an I'm age. down with that. You could probably get a decent return for him. Yeah. I don't know from who or where, but like... No. I didn't really look into it. No, I'd, I'd take it. I would take a depth forward at that point. Like if I could get, if I can move McQuaid, because he could be. You could maybe find a third or a fourth line winger to okay. put on there. Because we're definitely hurting our left wing. Yep. Left wing in the blue line. Yeah, well, I'll trade for someone like him. In yeah. The third, fourth line. And we Absolutely. need. We need like a third, third line center. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But who though? Who who we trade for? I, I mean, don't there's know. plenty of people out there, but yep. I can't think of anybody we'll come that up, comes we'll to mind. We'll have some names once. Uh, the season draws to an end. We know who could be moving or who might yeah, be well, a free wait. agent target. Let's wait. Until but either after way, the, okay. Let's wait until after the expansion you draft. You trade his ass, so that's cool. Let's wait for expansion draft and the actual NHL draft. I like we'll that McQuaid trade. I'd be happy with that. I'd, I'd co-sign that trade any day. Let's release Malcolm Subban. We just you just brought him up. Yeah. Spoiler. Okay. Thanks. No, that's fine. I'm, he's been in the system how many years now? Three, four. Yeah. And he. And we call him up, and he just craps. His I wonder pants. if anyone's ever called the Bruins on trying to trade for him. I must oh yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure Neil and them are up to something. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah, you could even. You play in Tennessee with his brother. Yeah, there you go. That'd be cool. Yo, then, uh, dude, I hope they win the cup. Really? Yeah, I'm rooting for Nashville. You want Nashville? Everyone's jumping on the Edmonton bandwagon. Nah, dude, I hate Edmonton. Why? Why do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do tell. Give me more in-depth details. <laughs> I hate Shirelli. He can go pound sand. <laughs> Loser. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Dude and Bird Show. Yes, and Facebook as well. <laughs> All right, so my keep is Pasta, mm-hmm. even though he'd probably be protected in the expansion draft. I think he Makes will be. Makes sense. But he's definitely my keep. Okay. My trade is Krejci. Really? Why? Yes. One, I think I can get a decent return on him. Two, I can just move Bacchus up to play second-line center. Okay. It's fine. I can find a third-line center to put down there. And I had enough of him. Uh, what has he done for us 
this year or last year Nothing or like, over the last handful of years. Nothing that really comes to mind. No. Where was he in the playoffs? Fell off. Oh, he's hurt. Where, I, was, where was he? Hurt. Yeah. Injured. Yeah. You can play hurt. If you're injured, you're injured. You can play hurt. Look I at Bergeron. He I played the whole year with the hernia. I don't, I don't and Krejci bangs his head a little bit or his knee or whatever. His, he's butt hurt. Yeah, but he's Ber- not out there playing in the damn playoffs. But he's a, Bergeron's on another level. Like, nah, I love Bergeron. Collapsed long, like, couple years back. He's just, There's no one like him. He's like an NHL Wolverine, basically. There's no one like him. Who was it? Was it Pevely that broke his leg? Yeah, he was still ago? skating around. Yeah, yeah, he's still out there playing, and Krejci can't even get on the damn surface. Oh, I remember that. Loser. Puck went off his shin. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That, I remember him talk hunched about over. a badass hockey right? player. I just remember him hunched over, just swinging the stick back and forth as he was thriving in pain. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I can only imagine what he's going through. He couldn't wait for them to clear the puck on that one. My release is the hometown honky. <laughs> Jimmy Hayes, he sucks. What a terrible signing that was. Terrible. Awful. Pathetic. That, that's probably, I put that as one of the worst signings ever in Boston Bruins history. Okay. Ever. Ever, ever. Ever, 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 ever. 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 Trash. He sucks. Because you can't even trade him because no one's going to want him because he sucks so bad. <laughs> maybe go to Vegas, maybe so go just, to Vegas get renewed. They get, don't want him out there either. They're like, think- we don't want you trash. Hey, it could be like a revival thing for him. He goes to Vegas and he actually gets good. Yeah, he's the worst of the brothers. Yeah, his brother's so much better. It's funny how many how Runs many like little. pairs of brothers there are that play like professional sports. No, a lot in hockey too, dude. It's unbelievable. You, you have across like a, all of them, and you get a handful in football. You got the Gronks, you got the Watts. You got oh, what's that other kid's name? Oh, there's a third one. Oh, dude, there's so many. There's they're all across the board. Oh, Look at the Molinas group. in baseball. There's like four. Of them. <laughs> They're like brothers, cousins. There's like a whole. There's like a family of them playing. <laughs> oh, McCory, McCory, uh, McCordy, McCordy. That's it. McCordy, yeah. I've seen his ring name wrong. Yeah. And Devin McCordy and Jason. In yep. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, he still comes to the Pats. Everyone keeps telling open. me that. All my friends we, are like, Drew's coming to Boston. I'm like, he's not coming to the New England Patriots, dude. It's not happening. I would like that, but I just don't see it happening. I don't. Mm. We'll probably pick up someone in the today's draft. Could happen. But we'll probably trade up a down for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you never know. Coming up next on the Dude and Bird Show, we're going to welcome in our special guest, the author of the Voices of Baseball, the game's greatest broadcasters, Kirk McKnight. We'll hit on ESPN Clearing House. We'll take a little GLB and Hardy's Happenings. And... Yeah, I got to wake up a little bit for the Kirk okay. McKnight. I got to slap myself around. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint. The slam and slew banger of the week. Oh, yeah. Have that I was waiting for you to come in and jump on that. My I left, that, I left that one out there. Thank you. It's My okay. Dad. I'll pick you up. <laughs> Yo, Bird. What's up? Thanks for taking me to Greater Boston Fitness last weekend. Dude, no problem. You were sweating. Balls off, buddy. Oh, dude, I know. I had to change my shirt real quick before I got in the car because I didn't want my sweaty back all over the seat. Ah. Did you enjoy your Greater Boston Fitness shake at the juice bar? Oh, definitely, dude. That strawberry banana one was bomb. Dude, that pre-workout kicked in really nice. Oh, yeah. I was off the walls. I was jacked up. <laughs> I was like, woo, I'm ready to go. 20,000 square foot facility here. There's so much equipment. I don't even know what to do. I just want to go lift everything and move everything. You're like the Tasmanian devil in that. Couldn't keep you contained. I know. Sorry. It's all right. It's all my fault. So if you're in the greater Boston area and you're looking to get a workout in, make sure you go to Greater Boston Fitness. It's located at 321 Charter Street via Mass. Monday through Thursday, they're open at 4 a.m. And all weekend long, they're open late. Oh, that sounds great. Personal training, classes, all that fun stuff. You can go find it at Greater Boston Fitness. Make sure you go to Greater Boston Fitness. 
GreaterBostonFit.com. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, same thing, Greater Boston Fit. We build people. Welcome back into the Dude and Bird Show. I'm the Dude. Hey, Bird here. We have a special guest today. Yes, we do. I'm excited to talk to this man. It's Mr. Kirk McKnight, the author of The Voices of Baseball, the game's greatest broadcasters reflect on America's pastime. Welcome in, Kurt. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, and thanks for having me, guys. Oh, uh, it's our pleasure. Now, uh, would you like to tell everybody about your book to start, and then we'll jump into a few questions? Well, um, sure. The Voices of Baseball basically is a tour through all 30 of today's ballparks and 30 of yesterday's ballparks, but through the perspective of the broadcasters. So I have 36 broadcasters I've talked to, including seven Hall of Famers like Ben Scully, Dick Enberg, and John Miller. And basically, we just kind of go through all the parks and what makes the, you know, what makes the park unique from the next, you know, the features, dimensions, and then we get into how it affects the play of the game and then how the players adapt to it. And then we also look back on ballparks of the past, like Tiger Stadium, you know, and... Uh, the old Yankee also, Stadium? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry? And the old Yankee Stadium? Old Yankee Stadium, all those, you know, all the old greats. And uh, we also talk about, you know, broadcasters from the past that have moved on, like Harry Carey and Mel Allen. <laughs> I miss Harry Carey. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> now, when you went through and conducted these interviews, did you do it in person, over the phone? Was it a mix and match type deal? Yeah, did you travel to these ballparks as well? I did not travel to the ballparks. I did a lot of the interviewing down in spring training. Oh, nice. For the, for, you know, uh, and a lot of that was in, in person down spring training. You can get about 15 teams, you know, within a seven or eight square, you know, seven or eight mile radius, basically. And then most of, you know, a lot of them I did on the phone. Uh, so to save a little travel time. But I have been to, you know, ballparks across the country. I've been to all of them yet, but I've been to, you know, about 11 of them by now. Well, that's still a good number. Have you been to Fenway Park yet? I have not. And that's oh, man, you got to come up here. Post. You have to come up here. <laughs> Whenever I, you I just, do, Bird's got the hookup for you. He yeah. works there. Yeah, I work security at Fenway, so just hit me up and I'll get your, I'll, you know, I'll hook you up and get to be able to monster or something. Oh, love it. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, um, Milwaukee's announcer, Bob Uchler, Have you? did you interview him? I did not. Oh, I had so many questions Milwaukee. to ask you about him. Oh, man. Well, that's, you, can ask, uh, you can ask me why I didn't uh, interview him. Okay. How that? Yep. How come you didn't interview no, him? No, uh, he's the only Hall of Famer. I actually didn't speak oh, with him. He just apparently had too busy of a schedule, but... No, it is what it is. That's I, fine. I did get a good interview out of uh, the broadcast that they have, so I, I don't have any ill will towards you, mm-hmm. Grish. It's a yeah. funny story to tell people. Because <laughs> uh, I had so many questions to ask you if you did interview him, because you know he did interviews with Andre the Giant in WWF, and he did you know uh, major league movies. It would have been it would have been a great addition to the book. And oh, I tried I totally agree. Paperback reprint, I tried, but still couldn't get him. Eh. Next time. But I got Scully, so yeah. if you get Scully and you get the greatest of all time, and you get Denver, Dick Enberg, one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. and John Miller, Marty Bramman, can't really complain, I guess, right? No, no, you can't. <laughs> not at all. Now, with that but being I, said, what would you say was your greatest experience interviewing those guys? Well, I mean, I can't really, you can't really go wrong talking with somebody like Vince Scully, but I always, I always love to tell people that when he called me, you know, as soon as you answer the phone and Vince Scully says, hello, you know who it is. And, and I said hello, and, he, and he's saying, uh, hey, "This is, you know, this is Vince Scully. I broadcast Dodgers baseball." <laughs> I know, seriously, he's from. He he's so unassuming and so humble, and it just cracks me up. And it was such a fun day to talk to him on the phone, and 
get his experiences and, you know, talk about him as a little kid going to the polo grounds. I didn't think I would get that aspect of it at all. You know, I was trying to get some polo grounds material from people, but, you know, it's so far back. But you get somebody who actually went to the polo grounds and sat in the stands and dreamed of becoming a broadcaster. If you can imagine wow. Vince Scully as a kid dreaming of becoming a broadcaster, how far back that goes. I know, really, because he started for the Dodgers in what, the early 60s? The 50s. Wow, geez, that's even... 1950. 1950. <laughs> that's my grandfather bought that one. I know, and then that to go one. make the move across the country, too, and still call that games for decades. Yep. Now, uh, you also got to talk to Joe Castiglione, correct? Yes, I did. Now, is there anything specific you want to give us on a little insight about your conversation with him? Well, one thing I like about Joe is... He, he was very, you know, he had he had his brevity about him, but because it, it was hilarious. Because I just, you know, the question, the first question is, what what makes your ballpark different from the others? <laughs> the wall. <laughs> yep. You know, he said the wall, and then chuckled a little bit. You know, he gave me a little bit more on the wall, you know, and the green monster and everything like that. But um, you can tell that Joe's been around. You know, he used to broadcast in Cleveland back in the day, and I think he even broadcast for the Yankees way early in his career. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. I might be mixing them up with somebody else, but. Um, the guy's been doing it forever, and you know, and and sitting there listening to him, and you kind of feel what the team kind of felt all those years, and you know, the glory of winning it in 2004, finally after coming back from down 3-0 against the Yankees, things oh, it was like unbelievable. that. It's, just, it's it's just great to get those kinds of stories, and then when you That's say, great. you know, what was the like? I asked him, and I said, what was the you know, what was the most memorable game? He said, pretty much any game Pedro pitched. <laughs> Like that's that's all I had to say was anytime that Pedro pitched, it was memorable for me because he was just so dominant and amazing. I can imagine that '99 season just being just broadcast manna for somebody like Joe Castiglione when Pedro just pitched that unbelievable, you know, M- MVP season. This, these numbers are just like this is like you know if Madden had baseball kind of thing. These are like Madden numbers, you know, for baseball, just un- unbelievable. So, um, t- tell us this, tell us how it was to um, write the book as your you know, do, right, going through everybody that you interviewed? Well, I mean, it's a labor of love. A lot of people have basically reminded me of that when I've talked to them about it because I love baseball and I love the stadiums. I love I love going to ballparks. I love going to baseball games. And so, you know, and I honestly have listened and watched these guys you know, all my life. I grew up watching Harry Carey on WGN. Nice. And, and then I'd watch his son Skip on TBS and, you know, and then just all different broadcasters that you listen to, Vince Scully and then John Miller on Sunday nights, you know, get John Miller's perspective on both the Orioles and the Red Sox, and not the Red Sox, sorry, the Orioles mm-hmm. and the San Francisco Giants, which is great. And so I've always been a real appreciator of, of you know, of, of the broadcasters and what they bring to the game. And I thought, why not give their perspective on the game and give their insights to the to the stadiums and to the game itself. You know, everybody else wants to sit there and talk about what food is behind Section 101 <laughs> or, or things like that, you know. And that's great for, for, like, you know, reading reading about, you know, delicacies and things like that. But when we get down to the brass tacks of the game and you sit there and people, you know, people have read the book, go to the stadiums and they sit there and say, like, I read the chapter before I went into the stadium or the ballpark Perfect. because I wanted to kind of, like, look for the things you talked about. And it kind of brings a new, a new experience to the game. They can see the dimensions out there. They can see the words just coming to life. And then when the ball is in play, and you say you see that like ball just come off the bat, and you're like, oh, that is gone for sure. But then it goes to the you know to the alleys that can, that are basically no man's land. And as one broadcaster said, you know, this is where home runs go to die. Those kinds of things. And and it really brings the game to life. And that's what I was trying to do. And that's what I 
still try to do for the readers. Now, um, you've said you've been to a, probably, what, 11 ballparks you said so far? Well, right. let's name a few. A few now, of out of those, do you have a favorite so far? I think my favorite would still have to be uh, ballpark in Arlington, Globe Life Park. Yeah, great, I'd love to go there. a great place to watch baseball. When you go in there, you see that right field just kind of towering over you. I said it looked like an open tackle box kind of thing, just the way it just stacks over there. And it looks like it's like a sentinel sitting there standing over that right fielder just looming. And, you know, and, and, and I think City Field kind of has that effect to it, too. They try to get that Tiger Stadium feel to it, like bring back the ballparks from the, from the old days. And, and, and I, I would love to go to, uh, obviously, we already mentioned Fenway, but I would also love to go to Oriole Park, Camden Yards. I I, mean, dude, that's, that's on my list, too. I went there a few years back. It was beautiful. It's the one that started it all, really, when you talk about this revolution. Mm-hmm. of new ballpark building and that's a big part of the book he's talking about how you know they stopped doing this cookie cutter crap where you know you could pretty much drop a ballpark anywhere in the country and they wouldn't know where they were because it looks exactly the same you know you could you have to, somebody could like roofie you in philadelphia <laughs> and you wake up in pittsburgh and you think you hadn't even left you know things like that that's a beautiful thing right there now in arlington <laughs> when you went was it like 100 degrees because i heard you're deep in the heart of texas in arlington texas and it's just was it like brutally hot down there when you went i uh, luckily uh, I went early enough in May that I hadn't gotten to the okay, cool. you know humidity or anything like that. It wasn't a joy. It was very enjoyable. Uh, watched Cecil Fielder put one over the fence nice. with the visiting Yankees. So that was that was fun for me because Cecil was always my favorite player when he played for the Tigers and when he played for the Yankees. It was, it was a good trip. Now you also written another book, The Voices of the NHL. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. If you guys are in Boston, you love this one. Nice. I mean, Boston, the Bruins are all over in this month. Oh really? Uh, you know, tell. <laughs> one of the most pinnacle parts of the book. You know, I talk about in two different chapters is. <laughs> Is in December of '79 when John, you know, when Jonathan Captain got kind of hit with the program by, uh, sorry, Stan. I'm mixing the names because Jonathan Captain was the actual kid who hit the hit Stan Jonathan, and obviously the rest is history. When the whole team, minus the goalie, who pretty much probably couldn't jump over because of his pad, and also his excuse that he was already a few beers in at the time, but the entire Bruins. (laughs) team going over the board going into Madison Square Garden and taking their own executing their own little justice on the crowd that's just hilarious to me and it's nothing that could be even heard of or fathomed today in NHL oh no that that would never happen in today's world no way you get these these experiences from these guys and it just goes it shows to how much hockey was such a different time but I always love telling people about that because as soon as I say something like that like okay I want to know more about that team went into the stands and started beating up the fans. Yeah, that's that happened. It, it, you know, it's happened, obviously, in minor league hockey plenty, I'm sure. But on the NHL level, it's Madison Square Garden, like the premier and the epicenter of of sports, I guess you could say at the time. Yeah, I say that. Yeah, it still is, I believe. Right. Now, was there a noticeable difference between hockey and baseball broadcasters? Yeah, I mean... Hockey broadcasters obviously have to be way on top of it. I mean, oh, yeah. it is a, it is a very much more involved craft to be a hockey broadcaster than a baseball broadcaster. Not to take away from baseball broadcasters, but you just know that there's practically never a break in the game. And for the paper, you know, the the hockey book is going paperback in in, in a few months here, and I was able to include Marv Albert on it. Nice. You know, he broadcast for the Rangers for 30 years, and and Marv was telling me. 
you know, it's it's so quick and so rapid fire. And when you're on the radio, for example, you have to get in and you have to get out and you have to be on par- on top of that action. And you have barely any, you know, any break whatsoever. Not to mention the fact that it's also just tough on the voice. You know, broadcasters in baseball, they go, you know, they can go 40, 50, 60 years. And, and, and when you see a broadcaster go that many years in hockey, you just got to tip your hat to them because it just takes so much out of their voice all their lives. And uh, and to be able to call those games and be able to keep that you know tenure and that perseverance to to maintain a career for as long as that is just it's just remarkable. Do you have anything new in the works too? Um, just basically what I was just trying to do was you know finish up with the the paperback edition of the Voices of Hockey. But I think I think about maybe we'll see in the next year and a half or so either Voices of College Basketball or Voices of College Football. Well, like going to be one one behind the other. I, I think I think you got to do something on on college football. There's just so much there's so much the differentiation between the teams, traditions, rivalries. The, the students, the fans, you know, all oh, there's different so much that goes into there, it. Yeah, you can really, you know, you can really differentiate. You know, people tell me like, "Are you going to do one on the voices of NFL?" Maybe someday down the line. Oh, but like, what can you re- what can you really say though? Or how can you really differentiate too many things in the NFL when it comes to like the the things that make one team unique from the other? Yeah. You know, like, do you want to talk about how many guts? sexual assault charges <laughs> or, you know, or the battery cases or anything like that, you know, but in college football, it's a little, you know, obviously it's a lot more innocent on the part. And it's all about, it's really about the game and it's really about the experience. And that's what I kind of want to do with, with my books is to recreate the experiences for the reader. You know, they don't have to go all across the country to check out all these places. They can just, you know, open up a book and kind of get the experience in each chapter. Awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> all right, Kirk, where can people find you? You can get the books on Amazon or, right. or on Barnes & Noble online. You know, if you look up most booksellers online, they'll probably have a copy of it. But the paperback, I know, is on uh, Amazon for roughly $14, and uh, Barnes & Noble, same thing. Nice. You can always follow me on Twitter at the Voices of MLB, with MLB in all caps. And I'm, I'm also on Instagram at the Voices of Baseball, with baseball spelled out. So Voices of Baseball on Instagram, the Voices of MLB on Twitter. Cool. I'm looking at you on Twitter right now, and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimball are giving you zero love right now on the Twitter. <laughs> and that's BS. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to. We'll help you with that. that. Yeah, we'll get on that. Jimmy and I went to the same high school. Not the oh, really? Same year, but we went. We went to the same high school. I, about, that, 50, about fifteen years apart, but still. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I, I thought it was like within That's still like four a cool years. fact, though. So, yeah. one last question. Now, this book should serve as an inspiration to future broadcasters and baseball fans, right? Uh, yeah, Def, because I, you can tell the things that people respected about broadcasters, and maybe not so much the people, the things that people don't respect. You know, basically, I think the one thing we talk about is if you want to be like a respected broadcaster, you can throw out the homerism. Now, you can you can be a respected broadcaster in your community if you're a homer, and, and people love that. Don't get me wrong. Like, people will love in their in, within their own sphere. They'll love the homers. But when you get outside that 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 group and that local networker and in that market, you're going to start to get the, the, the tomatoes kind of thrown to you, the proverbial mm-hmm. tomatoes. But if you call a good game both ways – you know, and not sit there and diminish the things that your team, you know, your team's not doing or sit there and accept the things your team are doing. But, you know, obviously give due credit, like Dick Enberg giving due credit to Tim Linscombe throwing no hitter against his team. You know, like the fans got on him about it a little bit. Like, it looks like you're kind of rooting for the guy, you know, and he's just like, hey, this is a no hitter. It's the most exciting thing in all of sports. He's like, I've called all kinds of sports. 
and the most exciting thing is a is a no hitter. So you gotta you gotta appreciate what a moment this is in sport. Great, thank you again, Kurt, for calling in. So if you're looking for a great Father's Day gift idea, make sure you grab the Voices of Baseball by Mr. Kirk McKnight. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for coming on, Kurt. We appreciate hey, it. Thank you, guys, and go Red Sox, right? Yep, oh, absolutely. yeah. Red Sox Nation, baby. <laughs> All right, Bird, let's keep the starting five rolling now, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I should have picked. I was That was bad interview I gave. No <laughs> way. That was fantastic. <laughs> no, that was bad. That was a good one. That was a great first guess. We're oh, just getting no, our feet yeah, wet. Yeah, yeah. But still, I should have been more prepared. I just mad at myself. That's all. I have high expectations on myself, and I fumbled. That's all. All right. Get him next time, Tiger. Yeah. All right. ESPN's clearing house, dude. They're trimming. I love it. They're trimming. I don't know why they went after so many. Like they went after a few big names, but mm-hmm. then they went after a lot of lower level people. If you really want to clear house, why didn't you get rid of some of the big heavy hitters that are on the top of your roster that are making like four to five million a year or something? Yeah. I you don't, don't need seven guys to talk NFL pregame. No, you don't. I'm sorry, you don't. I was so pissed. How many cool. different guys can you have sitting around the damn table talking about the same damn thing? And ladies too. I was pissed. Susan could be editing and fight. Touching Rich, like, come on, bro. She's good. Yeah, whatever. I can't say her name right. I'll never will. Colbert. I just, I was pissed. You, okay. you can just keep butchering her name. That's oh, yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah, they should have. They should have cut more of the fat up top. They're just trying to keep shareholders happy. I'm happy they got rid of Trent Dilfer. I'm so happy. That Dude, he me sucks. too. I think I think everyone in New England and across the country is like, thank God this douche is gone. Was, oh yeah, he oh, led God. the. He was definitely one of the lead uh, exorcism guys there on the Tom Brady front there during the Flake Gate. Yeah. Shut up, Dilfa. The hell have you ever done? Tom Brady has five Super Bowl rings now. Five. How many do you have? I think he has one. 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 And the one. defense won for you, yeah, not you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for picking up on that. I was throwing you a bone there. He oh, sucks. Up. I'm glad he's gone. We, I wonder. I wonder. He'll go somewhere. Someone will sign that ass clown. Yahoo. He sucks. Another NFL guy they let go was Ed Werder. Really? Yeah, dude. I liked him. I did too. He's been around the block for a hot minute. How old is he? Is he up there in age? I don't know how old he is. Um, what's his name again? Ed. Ed Werder. Werder. Okay. No, I, I, I'm just, like I said, my memory's bad. Ed. Yeah. Then they got uh, an NBA insider, Mark Stein. Uh-huh. He tweeted out yesterday. Oh, you're uh, a Stein? Yeah. No, But now there's rumblings that... That opens a door for Adrian Wojnarowski from the vertical, Ooh. from Yahoo, to go there. Okay, I like that. And him. if he goes there, chances are he's going to bring a lot of his team with him oh, from good. the vertical. Good. I like him. So I wonder, I'm excited for that. But really, I feel like you'd have to pay Woj more than Stein. I feel like he's more of an insider. Woj, he's always got the insider info. He's always breaking NBA news. So, ah, oh, so I get rid of this guy and I'm going to have to pay that guy more? Isn't the idea is to pay people less? <laughs> I don't know how the money works over that ESPN. Dude, it's silly. But Ed Werder is 56 years old. Okay, yeah, so he's not up there. He could be a dad. <laughs> yeah, he could be. <laughs> I, I can see him like writing at a local newspaper or something. Oh, he's gonna not get local, job. like not like local, local, like like a big market. He's gonna go work for the network. Okay, that's NFL what I network? think. I think yeah, I would be happy to see him there. I think so. If not, he's the kind of guy that could be maybe picked up by like Fox Sports One, maybe. Maybe a little FS1 action. I don't know. He went to Northern Colorado. Okay, he could get picked up somewhere. Yeah, he will. MLB, I, I, Yahoo, ES, uh, yeah, ESPN, Yahoo. You got CBS. You got NBC. Yeah, someone will pick him up. Yeah. The end. They got rid of a few uh, MLB heads: Dallas Braden, Raul Banyas, but Doug Glanville. 
Doug Glanville? Yeah, he calls a lot of games on there. He's gone. See you later. I didn't mind him. Bye. They got rid of Jason Stark, the MLB insider. I don't remember him. Now that now that just opens up the door more for... Why don't I remember... Doug, I can't think... What does he look like? You know him if you saw his picture. Hold on, what's his last name? Doug what? Glanville. Glanville, sorry. Common spelling. <laughs> Which I don't have. Speaking before. of spelling, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude and Bird Show. And if you don't oh, know okay. how to spell that in your own time. Nice. <laughs> oh, okay. I see it right here. At the school of Pennsylvania. All right. 46 years old. Okay. All right. I remember the face now. Yeah. He's right. been he's been on there for as long as I can the cubbies? I could be right. I could be terribly mistaken though. Play with the cubbies. Who else? I can't see anything else. All right, whatever. Let's move on. Moving on. Who else? They got rid of the whole, basically, the NHL That's thing. so sad. They have zero respect for the NHL. What happened at ESPN? Where That's because they, like, they're they're they don't have a deal. They don't have a TV deal, dude. So you don't write them off the sports world. Like, okay, like have like maybe a th- two or three people talk hockey. Just because you're mad because you didn't get an NHL contract doesn't mean to, like... Throw them to the wolves. That's what it is, dude. Oh, so butthurt about Ever it. Ever since, like, I don't know, we were 10, maybe? Probably, What's like, the- 20 years ago, dude, They were, ESPN was, like, they had decent hockey coverage. When I was in college, they covered hockey pretty well. That was back in, like, 03, yeah. 04. And now, then, like, over the past decade and a half, like, they're just like, eh, whatever. It just pisses me off. Yep. There's nothing. There's four major sports. Hockey, baseball, football, basketball. And we'll throw in hockey. I mean, not. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll throw in golf. Yep. Because that's a big deal. Yeah. Now, but now they they do special features with the WWE and with all these other guys. WNBA. In. Yeah, dude. Look they're bringing in like that. UFC guys. Hey, they're hitting all these other things. That's, no, that's fine. UFC. I have no. Problem I know. I have no issues with it. But WWE you, you forget about weird. the NHL, dude. You forget about hockey and people like say, oh, hockey's dying. Hockey's dying. I don't think it is. I don't think. I don't so. think it is either. I think baseball's dying faster than hockey. Oh yeah. I wonder why though. What baseball's dying? Yeah, it's boring. I loved it. That was my favorite. It's too sport. long. That was my favorite. Now I that I baseball, worked there, dude. I know it's a little. I know I saw. I'll go shag grounders right now. Okay, y'all, yeah, then do it. Let's go. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying with that, but the game's too long. If seven innings, I love the. I want them to go seven innings. I want them to, and I love the extra inning. We talked about this in the last podcast, yep. I believe. And and. and if we go into extra innings and someone on second, I am okay with that. Let's get the game going. I don't want to be there for three and a half, four hours. It sucks. No. It sucks. It's awful. It's really time consuming. It is. It's nuts. I'm, there for, I'm like, it's like a full-time job for me because I'm there at three and one, until one of that game ends. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the fact that you don't have to throw four pitches. They just take them to first. That's cool. They, they could do so much more. They make it go by so much faster. Yeah, they got rid of everyone in the NHL. Pierre LeBron, Joe McDonald, Scott Burnside. But chances are those guys will probably go work for like TSN or they get picked up by the NHL Network or NBC Sports. Yep. One of them, especially those names. Like Scott Burnside, that dude's always, he always is clued in on to what's happening when it comes to player moves, personnel, all that. Who's that other hockey guy? I'm, I can't think. Barry of his name. Melrose. Thank you, Barry Harris. He's a stiff. <laughs> no, you. Do, I like him. I do too, but he's a stiff. Stiff in what way? He just shows up and oh, watches the highlights, and that's just, it. Yeah, there's something about him. He just seems so smug and arrogant. It's like I don't even. Want I to coached care. the great one in L.A. Okay, yeah, great. good you for you, Canadians. bro. Good Here's job. some extra gel for your hair, <laughs> clown. Go back but to Tampa Bay, buddy. I wanted your nat- your uh, your natural reaction to okay. this. 
So they got rid of the SEC recruiting analyst. SEC? <laughs> yeah, the SEC. Like oh, the college? Conference. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a strange one. What? They got rid of the sports. That's so huge, though. The sports gambling writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no more insider knowledge to the World Series Pokemon. Who's going on? Yeah, sports gambling. So you're talking about like spreads <laughs> over and unders? We go in poker, Vegas. Like what's up with that? It's <laughs> so strange. I never heard of this. This one would probably piss that? off all the people who are into like analytics and like the numbers Staff, kind of folks. Stats guy. Yeah. This one predictive analytics expert so basically you're bsing what's going to happen yeah you're just punching numbers in and trying to come oh, up with some no, other number no, best part I'm not is, even mad. best Bye. part is his name was rufus peabody <laughs> <laughs> that job sounds like that fits in perfectly that's my rufus. cat's name rufus <laughs> is it really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh, awesome well too bad he doesn't work at espn because he would have just got fired oh off to yahoo poor guy well, hey. That polka thing's hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, sports know, gambling writer. Yeah, Whatever know, that is, dude. I, I know have they no show idea. poker on ESPN once in a while. I mean, I'll tune in for like a second or two, then I get bored because everyone's wearing like sunglasses or stupid gel in their hair or visors and stuff. I'm like, all right, oh, enough, buddy. Yeah. I can't. Dude, some people make huge money. No, off I'm not going to hit on that. Yeah, it's incredible. Millions. It's incredible. My roommate from college is a best friend, plays at Foxwoods like every week. And he like, that's his job. Good play poker. Like, are you kidding me? That's awesome. I wish I had that skill set. I don't. No. I couldn't. I could bluff a little bit, but. I don't know. Someone will tell a joke of like, who you have no, aces yeah, with? That's yeah, that's the whole thing. But the rest <laughs> of it, I feel like is luck. Unless you're sitting there counting cards or something like that. You got to know. You gotta, it's if all you're playing odds. Poker, you got to know how to read people, too. Yeah. I remember playing in poker. Five cards started with my buddies. And I, I don't know this kid really well, but I'm like, he's, he's full of it. I could just tell. He's got the stupid, like, you know what I mean? He had a blank face, but I could tell by his bio language and how stiff he was. I'm like, he's full of it. He's like, I'm in. I'm like, you ain't got it, crap. I'm like, I'm sitting here with two aces and a king high with the 10. You know? Yeah. And he had, like, nothing. He had, like, two threes and, like, seven, eight, 12, seven, eight jack. Nothing. He had nothing. And he went all in. It was, like, in the middle of the game. I called him. I'm like, I read up on that. Other than that, that was my one done. <laughs> uh, I won that game too. I won like two hundred bucks. It was a between that's five a good people. take home. Yeah, it was. That's pretty good. Damn. All right, it's time to get loud, Boston. Yeah. They there's a new bakery in town. Ooh. Flower Bakery and Cafe. It's the newest location. It's over in the back bay. People were all op- uh People were all excited when it originally opened over in Harvard Square. But I just wanted to mention that. Because this really leads into the real food thing I want to talk about. Which is... They released the food menu for the Boston Calling. It's going on Memorial Day weekend down here at Harvard Stadium. Yep. Dude. So, so... There's a queso mac and cheese. What? Yes. Queso mac and cheese. That sounds phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. How about this one? Okay. A barbecue bomb. It's a waffle. Okay, yep. A waffle-filled cone filled with queso mac and cheese, barbecue beans... Coleslaw, Ugh. and your choice of pork, brisket, or chicken topped with jalapenos. I do the brisket. No coleslaw or jalapenos, please. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big fan of coleslaw. Uh, I hate coleslaw. That's I hate vegetables. Gross. Anyways, <laughs> they have this place called the Stone and Skillet, and mm-hmm. they specialize in English muffin pizzas. 
Oh, I love. I used to love making those when I was a kid. Dude, I, done that in a minute. I had the best turnout when I was in RA when I had English muffin pizzas. Nice. And we did. A, I did a movie night. We watched Little Giants, and I made English muffin pizzas. I would do. Obviously, sauce and cheese. Then I'll throw maybe a pepperoni or yeah, like leftover meatballs and chop it up. Oh, no, I'm going to do. Nah, I, not today. Obviously, I gotta you're, you're going to have your generic uh, steak sandwiches. The sausage guy is going to be there. Everyone knows the sausage well, what, guy. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of steak sandwiches? Like, you talking legit steak on a sandwich? I don't know. Like, it just says steak, dude. So it could be shaved steak. Is this like a plate of steak? It could be steak tip sandwich. I don't know. It doesn't okay. specifically say. I'm on the globe. I'm just, I'm oh, just God, telling, I'm just telling you what they're telling me. Mm-hmm. Roxy's grilled cheese is gonna be there. Overrated. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, no, let's get into it. Really no, no, t- no, no, no. What, what, you I haven't been there. Oh, okay, I haven't either. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's grilled cheese. Who cares? I can make my own grilled cheese. <laughs> no, because El Prez was. Cra- I love how no. quick that was off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I remember. Being on Boston Sports and El Prez tried it out and said it was the most overrated thing in the world. And I'll take his word for it because he's pretty good with food. I do too. One bite. Yeah, one bite. Everyone, everyone knows the rules. rules. <laughs> I'll take his word on that. Uh, Joe, well, this one this one makes me scratch my head. We have Joe's American Bar and Grill, and they're there with their clam chowder. What the hell makes Joe's American Grill have this great clam chowder? I'd rather go Legals than what? get there. So many other places. I can I oh. can't think of. Even local spots, Stupid. not even chain restaurants. Fireflies Barbecue is going to be there. I like that. They're good. Yeah, they're, they're really wicked good. good. We used to do the Phantom Gourmet thing. That's yeah, all really exactly. Yep. Yeah, pulled pork mac and cheese. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds phenomenal, dude. I love pulled pork. Really? I'm not, I'll yeah. eat it. I'm not like huge into it. This is, I'd rather eat ribs or something else. There'll be uh, some Vietnamese food. All right. Some artisan pizzas. I, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. With the brick oven awesome pizzas? Yeah, there's a few of them. There's no, a, I know. They roll up with like a brick oven. There's the flatbread pizza guy. All right. There's, uh, I've had them. Uh, let's see. They're good. The Stone and Skillet, who I said, they're the English yep. muffin pizza people. I'll, I'll probably eat that all day if I want. Yeah, we have our Copper Dome Crust. I'm sure you've seen them. They're the guys that their trailers uh, legit a Copper Dome. They uh-huh. do the brick, the brick oven. Oh, okay, like you're okay, talking. okay. Yep. Yeah, dude, they're all. They have pizzas are awesome. I had them once at a, an event that we were working. I went over and what, bought a pie. It was wait, was it good? Was it a ski weekend event? No, they were at um. I want to say it was Lawn on the D. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, you know how many different radio events we've no, done throughout no, yeah. the years, Jesus. dude? I, can, yeah. I can't even count. All I know is I used to get so excited to go do Pat's Place so I can go to Five Guys. <laughs> 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 that was probably the best part about doing radio appearances was the planning for the food. Yeah. Okay, are we going to eat before? Are we going to eat after? Now, where are we going and what's on the way? Exactly. That's how we did it all, all the time. Maybe maybe we should bring Carmen on, our friend Carmen, who we had that conversation about crapping our pants with on yeah. our ride there oh that God. we had. I remember that. That was hilarious. Wherever it was, Bradford or Wachusett or wherever we went. And she just like asked us if we've ever crapped our pants. And we were like, yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, they're so gross. You guys are nasty. Everyone's crapped their pants before. Weren't you a baby at one point? You didn't come out of the womb just like peeing and crapping in the toilet. <laughs> you had to learn how to do it, dude. Yeah. I had a- did I talk about it on the podcast when I crap my pants? I don't know. We'll save that. Oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll save that for we'll the summer. We'll save that because yeah. I have I have a great crap we'll of the pants. We'll story. save that for the summer. I have a great one. Everyone's gonna be like, "That's totally, <laughs> mine's funny too." That's misfortunate for you, bro. When when you when you hear, when I tell you my story, you're like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm like, "I had to. I had to try it." It happens. <laughs> Whatever. So for Hardy's happenings, All I'm right. just gonna hit on a couple things that are coming up. Uh, next weekend, so you can plan ahead. So as you gotcha. listen to the Dude and Bird show on SoundCloud this week, 
you have some ideas. So it's all it's all around because like we were talking about earlier, people aren't people aren't afraid to go drive around to go visit no. somewhere else. And people from other countries yeah. that come that listen to our show, we'll hit on that in a little bit. That want to come to Boston next or come to Boston next week. Here you go. Yeah. Friday, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo! So, you know, everyone's going to be pounding tequila, tacos, margaritas, quesadillas, just getting hambo, just acting all crazy and wild. It's cool. I'm down with that. Whatever. Cinco de Mayo! Saturday, there's a ton of stuff. You have a day out with Thomas. I thought this one was pretty cool. Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I thought it was Tom Brady. No, like, no. Ah, Thomas the Tank Engine. It's called the Friendship Tour. Right. It's in its 22nd year. It makes 42 stops across the U.S. and Canada. Hey. So Thomas the Tank Engine's going coast to coast. He's been around that long? Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so he's going to be in Connecticut at Essex Station. All right. So if you want to go take the ride down, you and the kids, <laughs> go down, go visit Thomas. That's crazy, dude. 22. I yeah, I know. That's mind-blowing. 42 stops across the country in Canada. Good so basically, Thomas. he's probably just rolling along all the railways across the country. Yeah. That's crazy. That's I had a no cool idea. conductor job. You get to go see the cunt, like driving Thomas the Tank Engine, dude. Open. Think about all the kids waving at you, and you're just like, honk, honk. oh, the kids would be geeking out. Remember that? Oh, there was a YouTube video of a guy freaking out with a train horn. Remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> that guy will definitely be there. My father drives a <laughs> tractor, and he loves hitting the horn. Nice. Little kids always be like, do it. Like, <laughs> if you if you're into comic books, okay, at the Seaconk Library next Saturday, you can go down. They're doing a free comic book day. What's, what's that in So if you go down between 9 and 3, you go in and you pick a comic book. And They're giving away out. comic books, yeah. All the hardcore comic book guys will be there just looking for that rare exactly, special edition Spider-Man yeah. or X-Men. They, they specifically don't say, like, yeah. who, but... Yeah, I'm sure. You might find some gems there, because especially if these were donated comic books, some people don't know what the hell they have. No. They have no idea. Salt from Mixed World for One, he said he had like a collection of comic books worth like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, dude, that's Does he nuts. still have it? I think he said he had them in a, um, one of those pods. Yeah. Because he worked oh, in yeah. Carolinas and the city got flooded and he lost oh, them all. I was like, no. no. I felt so that's bad a when he told that day. story. Yeah. Monster Jam. You know the monster trucks? That's coming back oh, again, Oh, this dude. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigfoot Grave Digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's happening Saturday night up at Snoo. At Southern New Hampshire University. Wait, Saturday? Yeah, next Saturday. Oh, come on. It has to be Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I know. Maybe they're like, Saturday night, Saturday night. That nah, doesn't sound no, right. No, it doesn't. No. Not at all. Saturday night, grave digger. This Big sounds foot. like your kind of thing, Bird. Oh, boy. On Sunday, uh-huh. they're having a cat show. No, at, that's my that's my girl's thing. At Everett Arena in Concord, New Hampshire. <laughs> Are you going to bring her, dude? No. no. Why not? <laughs> Take it So they have a pedigree and household cat competitions. Actually, if... All a right. cat agility competition? <laughs> a pet a pet me cats post. So if you want to go pet the kitties, <laughs> then they... they <laughs> hey, I might send intern Nick to go do that. Uh, they have the spectator voting and more. So if you want more info on the cat show, go to seacoastcatclub.org. That's hilarious. I want to go see the agility. <laughs> Will these cats can do backflips? I've seen cats do yeah. flips. They, they always probably, land on the feet. Yeah, they probably have one of these like sick like obstacle courses set up for the cats, and they're probably just like, meow, meow, <laughs> bunch of cat fights. There's going to be a ton of cat fights there. I know. Bring your girlfriend. There you she go. Cat it. lady. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Oh, God. I'll be sneezing Bring a storm. Bring it to the cat show. <laughs> Rebecca, guess where we're going? Where? A cat show? Oh, yay. I can hear her being excited for it, and I'm just... 
like she, I can see her like glowing, and I'll just be like, yeah, okay, cool, cat. All right, all right. Please don't wear that cat sweater. So if you're looking for some stuff to do next weekend, make sure you I'll go hit up the cat it. show. Oh, God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Where do you find this? <laughs> Dude, like I've said before, you have no idea what goes through my head. That's fine. What I come across on the internet. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, was, I legit laughed out loud when I saw this. I was like, cat agility competition. Uh, uh, That's hilarious. God. All right, it's time for us to jump into our favorite part of the show. It's yes, the it slamming slew banger of the week. It is Watertown's own Elijah Dusku. Did I say it right? Woo! Yeah, I did. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> dude, you crushed it there. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So she went to Watertown. She graduated Watertown High School. She attended Beaver County Day School. I don't know what that is. It's in Chestnut Hill. That's what her Wikipedia, said. Wikipedia yeah. page says. That's cool. Actress. She dated uh, Rick Fox for a little bit. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I well, like, oh, yeah. Actually, no. Didn't he end up? <laughs> who? Vanessa Williams? I think so. Yeah. In so he guy, he huh? can pull some tail then. Yeah. Rick Fox. She was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I loved her on there. Several movies. Uh, True Good Lies. actress. Yeah, True Lies. That's when I first discovered her. Was True Lies. True Lies. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. She's great. That's a that's a good pick there. Get a lot of Boston for the local girl. She's my age, which is cool. Is she? Yeah. Wow. I thought she was older. By uh, I'm gonna uh, say my age. Yeah, but age. still, no. <laughs> okay. I thought she was pushing um, closer she's, to forty. She's December baby. Wow. Day before Christmas Eve. Okay. Ooh. Merry Christmas. IMDb says her nickname is Duck Shoot. I don't even want to uh, know what that's about that's or what weird. that means. Something that's sketchy weird. there. I don't like that. That's that's, that's that's I think that's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> Duck shoot. I wonder why. Right so tweet at her. Tweet at her and ask why that's her nickname. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this here on the Dude and Bird Show. Yeah, we'll, I'll ask her later on today. All right, that After sounds my good. Co-ed baby shower with the lady. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Have fun at that. No. Nope. <laughs> Drink a couple beers for me. Hopefully the food's good. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Well, best of luck. I'm just mad it's co-ed now. Like, guys can go to these things now. I'm like, no! Oh, I know. No, I know. You can do your thing. Yeah, people have been doing Dress that, calling nice. it man showers or something like that. What? Yeah. My buddy did one years ago. At the time, it was a good excuse for us to go drink. We That's were like fine. 20, 21, whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. But st- I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that because I have nothing nice to say. <laughs> yeah, that's probably your best bet. Yeah. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dude and Bird Show and The Dude and Bird Show on Facebook. If you don't know how to spell any of that, figure it out on your own time. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that thank out. Thank you again for listening. And thank you again to Greater Boston Fitness. We build people. You can find them at 21 Charger Street in Revere. They have something for everybody. Huge facility. Make sure you go down there. Tell them that the Dude and Bird Show sent you. They're open They'll take good care of you. They got protein shakes. They got all the help you need. Beautiful place. Make sure you go check it out. We'll be back again next week. Get loud, Boston. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I found it. I found it. All I had to do was just scroll down on the IMDB page. So, during the filming of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, back in the year 2001, Kevin Smith mispronounced her name, so it makes sense because I mispronounce her name all the time. Yeah, you can relate to him. Yeah, so that's that. So now we know why she was named Duck Shoot. Yep. Great. Thank you for finding that, Bird. Thank you, Kevin Smith, for messing that up so I don't feel that bad about myself. Ah. (laughs) Thanks again from the Dude and Bird Show. We'll be back again next week.